from our 901 Mission Street studios, you are listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Hi, welcome to Starves of the Week, Season 2, Episode 7. I'm Wendy, and I'm with Alex. Hey, hey. Coming up, we're talking about Instacart raising a huge new round, the demise of a big Yahoo deal, and when not to share your users' data. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Stars of the Week. I'm Wendy Lee. I'm a tech reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle, subbing in for my coworker Trisha Thadani, who is out in India. We miss you, Trisha. And today, I am here with um, Alex Wilhelm Hello. from Crunchbase News. Welcome. Good to be here. And uh, so, Alex, tell us a little bit about how our show works. Yeah, so each and every week we bring you three cool startups. And uh, in season one, we looked for three companies that were only trending. Like, who are the buzzing companies under the radar? We changed it up a little bit in season two. So the way it works is we look for one company that raised an interesting amount of money in the last week. And here in the Bay Area, that happens a lot. But we look for one that we're kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. It tells us something more. And then we look for one acquisition of a Bay Area-based tech company. Um, and we try to look for things that, that are just the most fascinating. Like, what can this tell us about the broader market as a whole? And then last, one company that's kind of buzzing or trending on Crunchbase, and that helps us find kind of what may be next out there in the market. Yeah, definitely. And so today we're going to start with Instacart. So, Alex, yes. you're a customer of Instacart. Tell us about how it all works. Well, I was a former uh, customer of Instacart, oh, actually. Okay. Now I've gone one step lazier, and I live on Uber Eats. Um, which doesn't actually make me sound very good on camera. Um, Instacart, though, is a play to do quick grocery delivery, uh, originally in and around the Bay Area and now kind of across the United States. Um, Long-time tech people will remember the the web van experiment in the first uh, dot-com boom that kind of failed, similar idea. Uh, But Instacart is taking more modern tech, applying it to the same concept, and trying to bring food to everyone's house. So Instacart um, is available on Whole Foods. Amazon bought Whole Foods. So what does this mean for Instacart? Well, I mean, that's the fascinating part about the money they raised. So they just announced it was another $150 million on top of $200 million they raised earlier this year. So right. the, the full round's three fifty. Is that right? That is right. That's a lot of money. Um, that is a lot of money. And if I recall correctly, uh, Instacart and Whole Foods was a very important partnership for Instacart because Whole Foods is very popular in the markets where Instacart was operating. Um, so when this happened, the whole Whole Foods-Amazon tie-up, people presumed that Amazon would essentially kick out Instacart and then crush them with their huge e-commerce might. Um, inst- crush them. Cr- crush them. This is actually the met- – I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, but instead, though, they went out and raised all this money, which is yeah. fascinating. So they now have a war chest uh, to fight back by working with other grocery stores. So I'm curious, from your perspective, do you think that this money will give Instacart a fighting chance against uh, Amazon? Well, um, based on what Instacart told me, they feel like it could. <laughs> I mean, of course, they're going to say that, but they, they do feel like it could. They have more than 200 grocers that they're working on now, and they say that – Apparently, um, you know, with Amazon buying Whole Foods, that that has lit a fire under these grocers to be like, oh, my God, I have to get online. And, you know, if they have to have some help doing it, why not work with Instacart? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because if you're, you know, Joe Schmo's grocery store with like 16 locations, you probably can't afford to build out your own tech solution. You can't have your own delivery network. But if you tap into Instacart, that's pretty good. Uber is dropping Uber Rush. It's courier service. And um, that probably means there's fewer options on the market. So maybe that helps Instacart actually uh, land more customers than it needs. Mm-hmm. So um, moving on to our next startup, we have 
Polyvore. Yeah. Um, so Polyvore uh, was kind of this uh, site where you could curate different fashion, and it got sold to Essence. That's a S S E N S E. And we think it's pronounced Essence. Yeah, Essence. Essence. Not sense, like I thought it was originally. Um, but there's a company missing from that because someone owned Polyvore in between. So what happened there? Okay, so um, so Yahoo um, bought Polyvore for roughly around $200 million, according to uh, tech news site Recode. And, um, and then Verizon bought Yahoo um, for four point, well, bought Yahoo's internet properties yeah. for $4.5 <laughs> billion. Dollars, and then Verizon sold uh, Polyvore off to Essence. And the thing is, we don't know for how much money. Right. And we were talking before we went on air trying to figure out what's our guess. And um, we looked into Essence, this online retailer slash quasi-media property, it yeah. felt like. And um, it, it's a great-looking site. If you're into buying clothes and such, it looks pretty cool. But it didn't feel like a, a huge business. So we're presuming that the transaction for Polyvore is probably not the highest dollar value. Right. And some of these things, a sell on the site, for example, is a, a Givenchy black and white or black and red formal striped shirt for $870. It's not even that good looking. That's the thing. Anyways, but fashion, fashion aside, um, there's some controversy going on. So what's, what's up with the Polyvore user base and why are they mad? So they're mad because when they went to uh, Polyvore one day and then all of a sudden they got directed to Essence's website and they were like, what's up with this? And then, um, and then they realized that they have until May 15th to opt out of um, having their, uh, I guess, their information given to Essence. So if they don't opt out, then that means Essence gets their um, username, their um, email, and their preferences. So that's a lot of data around a lot of people because, I mean, Yahoo wouldn't have bought Polyvore if it didn't have a pretty strong growing user base. So we're talking about a lot of accounts. And what if they just don't log in and they miss the note? I mean, that means they're going to be passed on – their data will be passed on by default? Yes. Ugh. Especially in the whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica moment, data privacy seems to be kind of something that matters. Yeah. I'm a little surprised by this. Yep. So what happens next? I guess if you're a Polyvore user and this concerns you, you should opt out by May 15th. And uh, and also, if you want to download the information that you had on Polyvore, you can also do that by a certain date. Okay. Uh, and as a last note, this is one of the biggest acquisitions that Yahoo did during its big, I want to say 2014-2015 acquisition binge. Yeah. And so it almost feels like a concluding chapter of that particular episode of technology. Right. A concluding chapter for now. But it seems like sometimes Yahoo can just seem like a never-ending story. <laughs> it's still around. It's still – well, it's one half of Oath now yes. inside of Verizon. Yeah. Yeah. I used to work for the other half of that AOL. That, okay. was, a, that was a fun time. Well, um, yeah. you'll, have to, you'll have to share some more about that. <laughs> no app, one app. wants to hear that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the third app – or the third company we're going to talk about is Optimize. Yes. So um, so why is Optimize trending, Alex? Well, I mean, it's almost not uh, – they're not the name that kind of made the news because Grindr, um, a dating app, made the news originally and then it broke that they were sharing um, the HIV status of some of their members with third-party data companies. And if I understand correctly, Optimize is one of them and they've said that it was encrypted and so forth, but it felt like a breach of trust. And so now I believe Grindr is not going to share that data yeah. anymore. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So, so how quick was the backlash to this? It was pretty quick. I, I feel like the BuzzFeed arc, BuzzFeed was the first to report on this, and then after their story came out, I want to say it was fairly fast when Grinder later said that 
they weren't going to share the data. I'm just amazed they didn't come to that conclusion beforehand. Yeah. Like, didn't you think if anyone found out about this, there was going to be this level of, of anger? It feels a bit, I don't know, like, do they think they could just kind of, no one would notice, like, almost get away with it, or... I don't know. It's it's very strange, but you know, hey, if we were in charge of it, we'd probably run it a little bit differently. Yeah, at least yeah. I, at least I hope so. But yeah. as a, as a last little point on this, you know, Facebook has been cutting off data providers yeah. right and left, mm-hmm. and so especially with this story also being in the news right now, I wonder if we're seeing a bit of a trend or a wave of companies being um, more stingy or perhaps even parsimonious with data they share because. I guess we're all kind of waking up to what we've been giving out this whole time, and people maybe want a bit more control in the long term. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And on that, we're going to end um, this week's Star of the Week. Have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Read more startups coverage at sfchronicle.com. And crunchbase.news. I'm Wendy Lee. And I'm Alex Wilhelm. And this is Startups of the Week. You've been listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Our executive producer is Fernando Diaz. Our editor-in-chief is Audrey Cooper. And our producers are Peter Hartlob, Brittany Schell, and Claire Varelos. The music you just heard is Botfest by Alex Vaughn. If you like what you heard, good news, there's more. Listen to Chronicle Podcasts and get bonus content at sfchronicle.com slash podcasts or subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, or other streaming services.